Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Light Letters podcast. I'm your host Alex McNaught and it's so nice to be here and I just, um, I think I always start with it and I just, I was thinking uh, today about, and it's come up a lot recently and I was talking to a beautiful friend today who visited me before she's moving, she'll know who she is and uh, we were talking about death and um and it's a, it's a really hard topic for people uh, especially when they have experienced such um and I've talked about this briefly I think I talk about everything the same things all the time but I suppose that's you know we always need to deal with the same similar things all the time don't we um and I wanted to talk about death and the the you know what it is um the importance of it um you know this could be triggering I just want a bit of a trigger warning uh the mention of um you know when young people and children and young spirits young souls pass away and animals <clears throat> namely our pets and um and kind of what it what it means and why it hurts uh so much and um why it's meant to hurt um and also why it's so important that we do pass on um whether whatever age that we are whatever you know time <laughs> social kind of um construct whatever you know time that we put on time expectation we put on life so I want to talk about today the concept of death and it's quite a I was thinking about oh why you know my last episode which was the first one for the year, which is all about setting ourselves up for the year. And now I talk about death. <laughs> That's a bit odd, um, but actually quite uh, not, uh, what am I trying to say, um, quite timely. Because as I mentioned in my last episode, where we're moving into a new year, into a new phase, into a new, um, yeah, a new, a new step in our evolution, then you know parts of parts of us need to need to die they need to they need to move we need to detach from those we need to move on from those things they they don't serve us anymore and um so I'm going to talk about death in regards to our identity and I'm going to talk to, about death in regards to, to people and so in with the concept of identity why it is really hard to um for change especially you know I want to use the example that I was using with my friend today who's moving and I said you know it's always really interesting how we feel when we shift like when we move like move towns for example or move jobs but normally when we move towns and then there's a series of other things that changes so the people around us change because we're now in new cities we need to make new friends we may change jobs so that changes all of these all of these things about us that we have uh, identified with and cre- and um, used to define our identity, as in used to define who we are, which of course, uh, as we talked about, your identity is actually um, regardless of all of that, right? Who you are is so much deeper and, and more and more complex and more absolutely astounding than... Um, you know, and it and it tra- it transmits lifetimes and uni- the universe and different planets. And the, all of that stuff is who you are, not what your job is or where you live or who your friends are, what you look like. Um, 
But when those things change, because our ego does identify it with the thing, you know, identifies ourselves, defines our identity by the things that we do and who we're around, the things we see, okay, the tangible things around us. When those tangible things change, therefore we go through an identity shift, it is really uncomfortable. And those old, that old part of ourself, you know, this is the same if we go through relationship breakups, there's an old part of ourselves that has to die, right? Has to die away, has to, it no longer serves us anymore. We have the memories of it, we have those beautiful things that it taught us, we have the lessons, we have the resonance of that person who we are that we can be thankful for, but we are now different, that we are now moving into a new phase of self because the old phase no longer, the old self no longer serves us anymore. And the old phase doesn't serve us anymore. And it doesn't mean that those things were necessarily bad. You know, sometimes we move cities or move things for a really good reason, but not because uh, the things where we were were bad. Um, But we can still feel the loss, right? We still feel that loss like death. Um, And of course, it is very different to if we lost a loved one and things like that. And we'll talk about that soon. But there is still this deep sense of loss. And, And naturally, our ego is going to start to create a new identity. But there's a transition there, right? And, um, you know, I used this, I talked about this a little while ago with, uh, in a reading where it was coming up very strongly with them, was around this death of their old identity. And they were, they're leaving their job to start their business. They already started their business, but they're leaving their job. And there was this crumbling of identity. There was this pain. There was this, I'm not, you know, I'm having to use my savings. I'm having to... um, you know, ask people for help and having to do these random other jobs to make ends meet, whereas before then they were earning, you know, a six-figure salary, that kind of thing. And um, and all of that was really important, and we're talking about it. So she had to go through all of this, all of this loss, all of this death of her old self and all the things that it was attached to. So the money in her account, the new money that was coming in, her new identity, her new self or new phase of self was attached to that how she's bringing in money now. The old way was attached to that old money. So that is why we lose it. That's why we, it goes. Because that old money, the energy that was attached to that money in her account that she earned during her old job, she used that up. That was gone because the energy of that self is going too. And she's moving to a new phase where the, the energy that comes into her life and that she she um, uh, transforms into a new physical existence around her. So, you know, new career, new things around her, new place to live, etc. That will that the energy that will fund that will be from her new self, right? So from the new work she does, the new uh, version of self that she's moving into, her new business, etc. So, um you know, we can see death in money as well, you know, where we had lots of money in our accounts and then something happens and we, um, you know, and you can probably look at times in your life where you have, you know, perhaps had quite a bit of savings and you've been quite well off with certain, you know, let's just use money as an example, where you felt really secure and had this money and then you've gone through something, there's been a shift, there's been a change, perhaps you got sick, perhaps you had a child. So it's really interesting with the child thing, um, with myself having uh, going to have a child in the next few months, um, I am quite acutely aware of the shift in identity, right? There's going to be a death phase, a death of my old identity, and a lot of new mums will 
uh, be able to relate to this. There is a death and a grieving for your old identity, your old self. And like, I just want to my old self back and, and I just want to find myself again. But actually, you're in a creative phase. You're in a death phase that will soon eventually move into a new creation phase. All right. So the old self does need to die. Um, we need to, you know, it, it's no longer... It's no longer who we are. We're, we're moving into another phase, right? Um, building a new layer of the house, a new, new story of the house. And even though the foundations of who we were before is what is holding up your house, you're at the house of your identity, I suppose, um, you're now living on a different level. And um, you, we need to move into that phase. So There's going to be this death phase. And there normally is this kind of transition and so, yes, of course, I'll be, because um, I won't be working for, I'm not going to work for a couple months. I'm going to do, probably do a run another group like Leaders in June because um, I love the work that I do and I can do that from home. And um, it does give me a lot of joy to do that. And I feel really called to do it uh, in June. I like to run it in winter. Um, but at the same time, I'm not going to be doing all the other work that I normally do. So I do lots of other, you know, I do, I work in organizational development um, I have lots of one-on-one coaching clients, things like that. So I have less um, one-on-one coaching clients because I'll be finishing up with a few of them. And I won't be starting up uh, one-on-one coaching until uh, around July. So um, it's going to be um, a real shift there too where my old self changes and I have this transition phase of, in a way, it's of nothingness. It feels like of nothingness, but it's space. Okay, and we know that in space there is never nothing. We know this, um, but there's going to be space there, and that can be really uncomfortable. And this is where the discomfort is. This is where we grieve. This is where all the emotions come up because you've allowed this beautiful space for these emotions to come up. So when you're changing from, you know, let's say you lose a job, right? The universe actually intervenes and forces change on you because it knows that you or your higher self does knows that you. I wouldn't have maybe quit unless you lost the job, for example, if you, um, you know, got made redundant or if the company um, went into liquidation. So you're forced to change, right? Um, but there's going to be the space there between the old and the new. And it's really uncomfortable because that space where there is no longer any distraction, that space is going to be filled with your emotions that come up that need to be cleared. That were, ident- that were attached to your old self. And those beautiful emotions lead you into your new self. They teach you. They teach you about this new self you're moving into. Build this beautiful self-awareness. You learn a lot about yourself. And a lot of that informs your next steps as you create your new self. And, um, and so that can be, obviously, with our uh, physical life transitions and jobs and things like that. Um, but it can also be the same with um, losing people we love. Now with, I want to talk about animals for a moment uh, first. So with dogs, um, they are really special. So dogs are a very, very special energy on this planet. They serve a really important purpose um, in that they absorb our negative energies. All right? It's one of the reasons they don't live a very long life because they literally absorb our negative energy and then they... They transform that energy into joy and they give us that joy back. So we actually rely on them, <laughs> almost like parasites really, but um, we rely on them for joy. Okay, They give us joy, that's the vibration that they hold, the purest, 
They hold they hold the purest um, form of energy, which is love, joy. It's our highest vibration, our highest frequency, and um, and that is what they constantly vibrate. That's what they bring to this earth. They uphold this. They uphold uh, so much of the planetary vibration of joy, and um, and they help us. They serve us. They're like these little angels that take on our negative energies, and um, and remove that from us, right? And, you know, you can see these examples where there's, you know, animal abuse and yet the animal still loves its owner. And um, it's not because they're stupid at all. I mean, if they were any smarter, they'd probably <laughs> kind of probably want them to be. They're not um, stupid at all. They do have souls. They have wonderful little souls. Um, you know, they're still beautiful pieces of energy, but they have a divine purpose on this planet. But this is why we feel such a great loss when they go, okay? Now, animal souls can also... Um, you know, come back as another animal uh, for us. So you know, we may have you know, the same little, the same little soul come back from one dog to another if we, if you get multiple pets or a cat or something like that, because it's, you know, it's going to continue to help, um, continue to help you, uh, and be with you because you might have this little, this little uh, agreement uh, coming into this this world. Uh, that you're going to be together, um, as we do often with the people in our lives, with our families, with our friends, we agree that, okay, we're going to do this life together, we're going to teach each other this, and this is why your family relationships are your hardest, hardest lessons, your family, they're your biggest triggers, um, they're your biggest, your best teachers, because you have agreed to come to this planet, <laughs> to this life, and be in each other's families to help heal your karma, so you're actually doing each other favours, it just feels really, really hard. Uh, but animals um, are so important to uh, this planet and the vibration that they uphold, and so this is why they can feel such a, we feel such a loss um, when they are gone when they go um, because we we relied on them. They provided this joy to our life, and I don't mean that from a superficial level. I mean that you know, or from an ego level, they do that as well because they are fun and you know loving. But it's also from an energetic level. Our energy literally relies on them. And so we can really feel that space. We can feel that loss when they go until we actually start to bring that, that joy back into ourselves. Now, tragically, um, I'm just going to talk briefly about it because I don't want to upset anyone. Um, but when, you know, loved ones pass away, uh, whether they... You know, so let's talk about, you know, like when loved ones and our family, you know, just friends and family pass away. Um, you know, it's, we feel it's just, it's, it's absolutely heartbreaking. And there is never a, you know, we never want to spiritually bypass grief. Grief is a really important process to our evolution, um, to our human experience, is to experience the loss of um, the physical manifestation of a soul in our life, Right. Um, it is always hard, it will always be hard, and um, when we lose a loved one, um, it, it, we can find some solace in the knowledge that we cannot die, right, nothing ever really dies, we use the word death, and I'm using it really a lot here, but death is just transformation, it's when energy transforms from one, from one form to another, okay, there's always the same amount of energy on this planet than there has ever been and there will ever be. Energy does not increase or reduce, it transforms, it changes. Now we live a life where we heavily rely on what we can see with our eyes and we don't, um, 
you know, it's like, well, if I can't see this person, then they're gone. And that's not the case. It's, we live in a world full of distractions that we can't, and we can't see, we can't, if we can't see them anymore in one way of which we're used to seeing them, um, we, you know, we, we obviously, it's like, well, they're gone, you know, we'll never see them again, etc. When we have just, we're full of distractions around us that we, we haven't tuned into our other sight, the many other forms of sight that we have. And sight's not just with our eyes, it's obviously with our mind and our third eye, it's also with our um, feeling. When the energy transforms into another, um, into another form, um, we then we need to also transform, and death does transform us. When we grieve, when we, um, people leave us, we, we transform as well. This is why when people pass on, it's actually a gift. There's, they're meant to pass on, they have chosen when they die. We all choose when we go, how long we're going to be here for. We all have things that we need to, to do, and once that thing is done, we, we die or pass away. It's what we know as death. Basically, we transform. We leave one body to adopt another one, okay, to come into another life that's going to have another series of beautiful challenges and adventures and experiences that transform us again, right, and who we are and our identities and all these beautiful things that offer us new experiences, we don't hang out and we don't hang out in one life because of all the people around us would be sad if we left, right? The universe would really not expand if we all just hung out really that comfortably, right? Um, things need to be uncomfortable in order to expand. We go to the gym, we put pain in our muscles, we tear them up so they get stronger, so they expand, right? Because we all want big biceps. So this is like big energy. This is like big emotional energetic biceps. And so, but it is, it's not saying, so, okay, so I'm going to be really clear, I think I said it three times, but, I, you know, this is not spiritually bypassing grief, it is really important, the pain, I'm saying the pain that we feel when we lose someone is actually really important to our transformation, just like when they were here, the love that we had for them and their experience they had, we had with them and their impact on our lives, lives is really important to our evolution, and so is their death. So the love we have, every emotion, every connection we have with them is another opportunity for us to transform. You can see how we're constantly expanding, right, through all of the experiences that we have, both with birth and death, etc., death as we know it, but the physical death of the physical form. But obviously it's a transformation energetically into another form. So they'll go back to their soul, um, their, their true form, okay? So our physical bodies is not our true form. <laughs> we have literally donned a suit, okay, the suit, it's like the suit dies, <laughs> um, or, you know, basically we lose the suit, we take that off to adopt another suit, but underneath that suit is our true form, that is how we really are. Now, because we don't see them freely, some people do see, um, and, you know, such as myself, we do see spirits, we do see the other form, uh, we still don't experience it uh, like we do if we are in that form, okay, so when you do you know, pass on from this physical self, transform this physical self before you move on to the next one and you're in your physical true form, you know, that's is when we're in a, a whole different dimension, a whole different frequency and we see things very differently. And, um, I shall continue waffling on, but um, it's really important that, you know, the whole process of, of death is still so important to us. Now, it's really, really, really hard and the reason why it's really hard, for example, when children, young people, that they transcend earlier than what we have liked, that we have liked so lots, you know, so much 
longer with them is because they are like our dogs. They are centres of joy. They are absolute centres of joy. And if you think about children, the pure joy that they have and the joy that they you know, bring to this earth, they are not, you know, the word not tainted, but they aren't, you know, they haven't gone through um, life experiences that might make them more egoic, right? The ego isn't there like it is um, when we're older and we, you know, oh, you know, anti the government, anti this normal cynicism that we kind of adopt as we move into adulthood that we need to then unlearn again. But, you know, children have and young people have this purity. They have a pure joy. And that is incredibly powerful energy and we rely on that energy we get very attached to that energy that joy that um, our little humans bring uh, onto this planet is just uh, makes us feel amazing too and so their loss feels so much bigger right because it is it's a huge energetic loss and the grief can be so much more profound and um, and rightly so Okay, because we're losing. So joy is the purest form. It's our highest vibration. It's our purest form of energy. Joy is our, you know how I was saying, you know, we take off our suits and we're in our pure form. That frequency is joy. It's what we call joy. But that is the, it's it's the frequency of like love. It's such a powerful energy. It's the energy of the universe that creates the universe. It's a creation energy. That is the energy that our children, that our animals, like dogs, that they radiate, right? So imagine being around that. That's why they just bring us so much joy uh, in, the, in the physical sense as well. And so when we lose that, it is, it is a kick in the gut. It is just incredibly difficult and incredibly transformational because, again, the universe, you know, spirit, there's no right or wrong. There's no good or bad. Everything is neutral. It's what is necessary. And... Um, and there's no judgment, there's anything like that, but it's just, you know, are we, you know, we all have this deep sense of, of knowing what is right and what is wrong uh, in terms of, you know, you know, because we know that the best thing is love and compassion, that's the highest vibration. Um, and the stuff that makes us do bad things to people is, is from fear and, and um, yeah, fear and, and ego. And so... You know, we feel such a deep loss when we lose these these young people, and um, and even knowing that they, even knowing that they transcend, and transform into new beings, um, we are still human, and we still feel. Why couldn't they have? Why do they have to go have another human experience and not be ours? Not be with us? You know, why couldn't we have had um, them in our lives longer? You know. Um, so many questions and they are right questions and even though they're our ego um, that doesn't mean that we bypass the ego we never bypass the ego we sit with it we observe it we feel it Um, because it's you know even though it's hard and it's hard to accept that we chose (laughs) our soul knew that we would lose these these animals these beings Uh, we know that we chose this life where we would lose that um really heartbreaking stuff that we choose for ourselves but they really are um, massive massive opportunities for transformation and growth um, at a soul level Um, and we all are here to do a job we are all here to help expand uh, the universe into in a really positive loving way 
uh, and to heal the and heal so much so many people um but it's a hard job you know it's, it's hard being human that's why not everyone does it and um and so yeah it's a really it's it's always a really um interesting discussion when I talk about death um from a identity point of view from a a loss point of view whether it's like job or physical things or whether it's physical people uh, it is still the hardest thing and I do find solace in beautiful religions like um, Hinduism who celebrate death um obviously it's a very very long um, ancient religion and it is really beautiful and they celebrate death and they they celebrate it because they're like, you're on to the next phase. Like, yay. <laughs> so, like, on a way, it's like graduation. And it's like, oh, well, you, gradu- you graduated university in, like, half the time. <laughs> you must be special. And so there's, you know, a lot of beauty. And that's just not, not just Hinduism. There's other faiths as well that have similar, um, you know, similar views on death. That it's, they see the transformation. They understand that. Uh, and unfortunately, in the Western world and the Western culture and certain religions that have fed into that, uh, we do have, we do fear death. Um, and so that's the last thing I want to touch on before I finish. I'm so really sorry, this is really long. Hopefully you've got lots of food for thought because I have rattled on. Um, but uh, the last thing is the um, uh, the death of, um, oh, one second is not fearing death, and, um, sorry, <laughs> I said to uh, plug my recording device in, um, is not fearing death, and that is something that is going to take a lot of unlearning, uh, we live, uh, most people who will be listening to this um, are likely to live in uh, Western society, right, uh, or come from Western culture, we, it is ingrained in us to fear death. You know, we understand, you can see this with um, with COVID and all the information and all the fear that is running across the world um, that is being fed, you know, that the media feeds. It knows that um, in these, you know, these, um, you know, the structures, the systems in which we live in uh, very much use our fear of death to control us. And... Um, and I mean, I love the world that we live in too, <laughs> but you can just see, you know, um, people's fear of death and, and we really are afraid of not just the fear of death, but then the fear of risk and the fear of what might happen um, around our health and around sickness. We're really afraid to be sick. Uh, we don't trust our bodies. Um, and I'm going to I'm gonna do a whole episode on this is around trusting our bodies and um, back into tune with ourselves, um, so that we're not all relying on external parties and what we call experts uh, to be the experts of our bodies. You know, they are experts in various fields that help inform us and give us information to help um, us to then um, understand ourselves better. Um, and they're amazing people. They are healers of various forms, um, but they are not to be the experts of us. And we are unique individuals. But it's really watching and really note even for yourself where the fear of death might be uh, in you, in your life, and how it might be affecting you and creating fear. Um, and the effort to, to transcend that. And when people have deep ingrained fear of death, um, 
usually you can see it in lots of other areas. Usually we fear change. Those people fear cha- fear change, right? Abrupt change. They hold on to relationships too long. They stay in jobs too long. They stay in places they're living too long. Um, and all these things might not actually be making them feel very good. They might not be the best relationships, jobs, places to live um, or activities. And they may complain about those things and they may be like, whoa, you know, I hate my life kind of thing. Um, but they're not changing. They're not changing anything because of the fear of change. So a fear of change can come from a really deep, deep um, fear of death. Okay. And so it's just, you know, really watching yourself uh, and your choices that you make um, around why am I afraid to, to change this? Why am I afraid to let this go? and step into the next thing and um, so that's pretty much that's going back to the first thing I talked about which is it's really important that we do um, shift and change from our identities into new identities and you can do that by choice by following your intuition to be like this what I'm doing here doesn't feel right I want a life that feels fucking amazing Um, that's what I want that's what I know I deserve that's what I'm here to have you meet you we're all here to have an amazing human experience both good and bad, you know, things in that, you know, it's not just amazing and I'm just going to have this perfect life, but you never met anyone who's never had anything go wrong, um, and, but you can still have amazing human experience with lots of different experiences in it, um, the universe will force you to change if you don't, uh, choose, okay, this is when it's things like you'll have a house fire or you'll lose someone or you'll lose your job or, you know, there'll be forced change. Um, which will force you to move on. Um, and so ask yourself where the fear of change is coming from, and it can be uh, a fear of death. And so I hope I haven't triggered you too much with these comp- you know with what I've talked about today. Um, but food for thought, and I truly I truly urge you to sit and ponder your idea of death and you know what you believe death is for you, um, your relationship to it, uh, your fear, sit in that fear and observe it reflect on it and see what it's telling you um, because there'll be things there that to to look at and feel into um, I don't feel fear change but I don't fear death but I do fear there are other fears that I have um, and they can catch me you know so I need to when they do catch me I am triggered by things I need to sit with that and I need to observe it um, and not judge myself for having those fears or having, um, you know, uh, worries about things, um, you know, like what, what would be some of my fears, um, you know, like fear of failure or fear of, um, you know, not being good enough and all these sorts of things, um, and so it's sitting there without judgment and observing it, and it's like, well, of course I've got these fears, you know, it's, We've lived in a society, you know, for thousands of years that's ingrained in us, you know, these expectations of performance and um, you're treated according to how you perform, right, and to who you are and, and so, especially as a woman as well, and so, you know, that's going to affect me across lifetimes, um, but you can sort it out in this life, you don't need to know your past life, you don't need to know your lifetimes to know, you can hear it, heal it in this life and it's likely you've experienced things in your life that's um, teaching you uh, and wanting you to heal that. So lots of food for thought, pretty deep subject, touching the surface. I could talk about this for a really long time. (laughs) I could go really deep on this, Um, but I'll keep it here for now. 
and um, I'll talk to you again soon, but be compassionate with yourself, observe yourself, and I can't wait to hear um, how people go with, yeah, with your observations of themselves, and I'm excited to hear of your journeys. So take care, I hope you're doing well, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.